0: Hey, the Skynar, hey, the Skynar, hey, the Skynar, hey, the Three eyes. Better use your three eyes. You got three eyes. Don't you know that you got three eyes? Yo, 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 welcome and welcome back, my pupils. Right now, you're listening to the Artistic Eye Podcast. I'm your host, Dorian with three Eyes, a.k.a. D-O-R-I-I-I-O-N. You can find me on all social media platforms at exactly that. First and foremost, I'm going to take the time to tell you that I'm extremely grateful and thankful that you even took the time to listen to this podcast. Whether it's two seconds, 20 seconds, or this entire fucking episode, I want to let you know that I appreciate you for even lending me your ear. So thank you. You ever had a very rebellious friend and then one day met their parents only to find out that their parents are strict as fuck? And then you start thinking to yourself, oh, oh, okay, now I see why you're so damn rebellious. You ever had a situation like that? I got plenty. Of situations, plenty of friends and acquaintances who I look at like that. And on the opposite end, when parents are actually not so strict, but instead too lenient. I've seen both ends of the spectrum, and they both lead to the same place. I already said once in my podcast before, extremes meet. And this will be a prime example of that. Parents who are extremely strict. Versus parents who are extremely lenient and free with their parenting. Both of those two extremes lead to the same damn path. And that is a wild path, for lack of better words. A very wild one. Very hard to control. Very hard to tame. But... Anyways, I'm pretty sure most of us have friends like this. Or even if we don't have friends, I'm sure we can think of examples of, I don't know, even even our school days, right? It seems like the bad guys, the bad boys or whatever, right? The ones who was always getting into trouble and doing fucking dumb shit. It always seems as though their parents were always either... Way too strict Or just not around at all Like too damn free Free to the point that they were probably not even Existent in the child's life Right And when we're talking about You know boys Specifically boys doing bad shit Like bad behavior Nine times out of ten is more because They had a parent that was absent Rather than Someone who was there too much You know what I'm saying It's, It's usually When it comes to boys, it's usually a case of the parents were not strict enough. You know what I'm saying? And then with girls, right? We always see the common stereotype of the slutty girl who's very promiscuous and open and free with her love and body, quote unquote, right? The one who seems like she just can't wait to piss off her dad. When we look at those types of people, those types of females, it seems like they always come from homes full of restrictions and limitations. And no, you can't do this. No, you can't do that. And blah, 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 blah. Right? And sometimes it is a case of, okay, the mom is being too much of a friend. The mom is trying to be too lenient. You know what I'm saying? And not putting her foot down and just letting shit slide. But as again... With girls, it's going to be opposite with boys. Usually with girls being rebellious or wild or whatever, usually nine times out of ten is because someone was too strict on them rather than not strict enough. You know what I'm saying? It's vice versa for the boys. But that's what I'm saying is these extremes meet. Now, I'm not saying that this is going to be the case all the time, every single time, but like I said, I'm sure... All of us have friends and acquaintances who we can point our fingers at as examples of what I just said. The rebellious ones, the wild ones, the ones that their parents just couldn't fucking tame. So, what am I talking about here? Talking about, you know, the way we parent ourselves, the way we parent our children, the way we, our sense of control, our idea of control in general. In raising things under this idea Now I already talked briefly about this In episode 176 Titled Let your children hurt themselves And basically in that I'm basically You know I'm I'm saying things like If your child Goes out here and bruises themselves Or whatever You have to let them do so You can't try to shield your child From pain so fucking much Because even though you think You're doing a good thing You're really doing an injustice Serving an injustice to them Because look You can try all day To shield and hide them from pain But that doesn't mean that pain doesn't exist So now when they actually do come to meet pain It's going to be so fucking unfamiliar It's going to be a stranger All because of you All because you are trying to prevent that And what does that mean? What does that look like? Anyone who looks at pain as a stranger is someone who ends up getting in pain the most. You know what I'm saying? Like, like they're the ones who, when they get hurt, they're devastated. It seems it, it could be about the smallest shit, you know. And then it'd be the people who go through a lot of shit, who went through a whole bunch of pain, who can look at other people's pain as nothing. You know, they can get over shit easily. They can go through a lot of hardships. That's what I'm saying. Is building that thick skin. But every time you Take away, you know, adversity. Every time you try to make things easy for your child, you take away that concept of having thick skin. You take away their ability to even grow thick skin. You understand what I'm saying? So, it's best to not even over coddle your children. And I know it's probably going to be easier said than done, but trying so hard to protect them... It's probably doing the opposite. It's probably not protecting them at all. But look, I don't want to keep going and seem misleading. Because listen, at the time of this episode, I don't even have children. Alright? So how can I be sitting here telling you advice on how to raise kids and I don't even fucking have kids? Well, one thing to understand is I'm not giving you advice. When I'm talking on these episodes, my... Goal is never to, you know, portray myself as a teacher or someone who is given advice. Now, sure, some of the things I might say might be, you know, helpful and beneficial. You might can use it as advice, but I'm not giving you advice. I'm giving you my perspective. It's all about whether or not you choose to actually use that perspective to help. you. So now furthermore about what I'm talking about. I'm not actually talking about kids. I'm not actually talking about raising children and humans. When I'm talking on these podcasts, I'm never talking about the shit I'm talking about. You hear what I'm saying? Like you got to be able to see what I'm saying. That's why I got that eye right there on that podcast, on this episode. It's about understanding this shit on a deeper level. But anyways, I ain't talking about kids. I'm talking about the shit that you make. The shit that you create, the things that you manifest and bring into the world, the things that you give birth to. Us being artists, that is our creations. Now, what other thing to call that than your children, your kids? These are your creations. These things are the things that you've birthed into the world. Okay? So now that we look at it like that, it's going to be even easier to understand everything I'm about to say right now. Your kids have a life of their own. And repeat, your children are living a life of their own. And anytime you think you have the authority to control how they live their life, that's the moment you will be faced with a rebellious child. You understand what I'm saying? The moment you try so fucking hard, to control every aspect of your child's life That's the moment you will see Just how much you don't control shit Now your kids is talking back to you Staying up late You know what I'm saying never Not coming home late and shit You see what I'm saying Because your ass was trying too fucking hard Now back to, back to what I'm saying Back to analogy Back to art and creation. You're trying so damn hard to conform your art to a very specific narrative or genre, even if that's not necessarily the way it's naturally going, right? Like you're trying so hard to make your artwork look a certain way or sound a certain way or have a certain feel or tone. When you try so damn hard... That's when you end up getting rebellion energy. AKA, now your children are not going to be that. Now, I'm not saying that you can't put in the energy to influence things. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's your art. It's your it's your baby. You have the right to raise it if you want. So if you want it to be in a particular setting or a particular style or whatever, then by any means, do it. Create the way you want to create. But the point I'm trying to make here is that if things start going wrong, right? When you draw that line and it comes out in a completely different way than you were hoping for. That doesn't mean that now, you know, all of a sudden you have the right to just t- to control that shit and try to force it to be what you want it to be. And you can try. You know what I'm saying? You might succeed. We, we all can see examples in real life of people who had strict parents. And when they grow up, they actually live exactly how they wanted their children or they wanted their parents to live. Or you get what I'm saying? Like for example, right? There's a whole bunch of people right now who are doctors and have been doctors for 30, 40 plus years. They only are that because their parents told them they had to go to college to become doctors. You get what I'm saying? So there are examples of people who did follow protocol. So that's why I said these things won't always be the case. But generally speaking, you trying to control your uh, kids or whatever, that's going to lead to general misbehavior in terms of your creations, right? You trying so hard to make your art look a certain way, sound a certain way, feel a certain way. Yeah, you might end up making that. You might Influence that art to be exactly what you want. Or you might end up getting the exact opposite of that. You try so hard. To look a certain way. That's probably what's going to make people look at you. The complete opposite way. You try so hard. To sound smart when you speak. People are probably going to think you sound stupid. You try so hard. To look like you're important or something like that, you have high status. That's what's people gonna make people look at you as though you're low class and you're just a wannabe. You're trying so hard to act tough or act like you're from the streets or whatever. That's gonna make people look at you like you a bitch, and you really ain't doing nothing. You just pretending. You know, you just putting on a facade. You get what I'm saying? Like when you when you put extreme energy into something, in hopes that. The opposite energies don't come from that. That's exactly when you get the opposite energies. You get what I'm saying? You see my point here? So in terms of art. Right? My point is that. Just let shit be. Let shit be what it is. Like. And I talked a little bit about this too. Don't erase your mistakes. I think I got an episode titled that. Don't erase your mistakes. I think I got an episode titled that. But yeah like. The point is that. I'm not saying every single mistake you make, don't try to correct it. And I'm not saying that every time, you know, you're creating your art and things don't go the way you want it to, that you shouldn't try to, you know, influence the energies into the ways that you want it to be. But I'm also saying what I am saying, though, is that when you go overboard with it, when you exert yourself too much, you go extreme with this energy. That's when you end up. Manifesting, you know, pitfalls and, and trial and tribulation And never actually accomplishing the thing that you set out to do in the first place Not all the time, but like I said, sometimes, right? So, in order to avoid that, in order to avoid the frustration Just let shit be, don't erase your mistakes Because a lot of time when you have mistakes You might see it as a mistake, but the other people around you, they might not even know that that was a mistake to begin with. In fact, the things that you might consider to be mistakes, other people might think are beautiful, happy, you know, happy mistakes. That's what Bob Ross used to call it, right? Like, those things might be beneficial, useful, valuable to people. But no, because you view it as a mistake, you can't wait to erase that shit. You can't wait... Can't wait to redo that shit, undo that shit, cut this shit, whatever the fuck. You can't wait to get rid of that shit. All I'm saying is that maybe these mistakes ain't such big mistakes. To tie back to children, right? Uh, back to the doctor example. There's there's people who are overbearing with their children's education and they're trying to force their children to become doctors, engineers, lawyers and things like that. Now you doing so, yeah, I can understand why you would do so. Sure, maybe that's going to give your child and even you a better life. A sense of fulfillment, right? What if your child doesn't want to do that? You know what I'm saying? What if your child starts to show you signs that they're actually an artist? Maybe they don't want to be a doctor. Maybe they want to be a tattoo artist. You know what I'm saying? They don't want to do surgery and open people up. They want to use that needle instead of open people up and putting art on people. Maybe that's what they want to do. But you being an overbearing parent, you just can't take it. You can't take the idea of your children living their lives the way they want to. No, because this is your creation. Because you brought this thing into the world. It absolutely has to do what you said it has to do. Can you see how that's a flawed line of thinking? Because for all we know, this child of yours you trying to make them a doctor they might end up going to school and they might actually learn the ins and outs to be a doctor but when they do so they probably fucking suck at that shit they might suck so bad at being a doctor that when they even start their first few patients they're the cause of their deaths <laughs> on some on some dark shit like that like think about that think about you trying so hard to force your child to be a doctor and now they're the reason that people are dying Think about this. Well, if you're trying so hard to make this person be a doctor, they become a doctor or whatever, right? And now they're, you know, doing surgery or whatever, right? And then they're doing it in in a way that's wrong. They're doing it in a way that's bad or they didn't learn all the things they need to. Now they make a fucking mistake in the surgery room. Now, I don't know what happens. A fucking, I don't know, a disease breaks out. They get a disease or something or they, they cut something and hurt the person or, you know, negligence at the very least. Something bad happens, right? All because this is something that this person wasn't supposed to be doing in the first place. But that's what you wanted them to do. That's what you thought they needed to be doing. When instead, what if that same exact person would have went on to be the world's most revolutionary tattoo artists. I mean in a way that they brought new concepts, new ideas, a whole new way to tattoo in general. For the whole world and the generations to come after that person. What if they were going to do that? What if they were going to be a fucking legend in the world of tattoo artistry? We see, that lifestyle would have never been realized thanks to you being such a fucking overbearing person. Parent, You understand what I'm saying Let your child live their fucking lives Again I ain't talking about actual children Back to art Your art has a life of its own The moment you put that paintbrush down The painting has a life of its own The moment you leave the studio And walk out the door That song has a life of its own The moment you fucking post the video up That content has a life of its own. You know why? Because all of the little ingredients that you added to it, yeah, that's what makes it up. That's what makes it it. But once it goes out here and starts interacting with the external world and other people, places and things, that's when its true identity will be formed. That's when its true sense of individuality will be formed. In terms of you posting videos, your concepts of that video, everything that that video means to you, the reasons you made that video, all that stuff is true and remains true. For you, though, all of that is in your world, but the moment you put that art out there, the moment you put that video out there, I should say, that post out there, now it's subject to other people's perspectives, other people's opinions and thoughts and beliefs, other people's ideas of what this video means on the grand scheme of things, other people's thoughts of what your intentions of that video was in the first place, aka it now is communicating with external sources external people, places and things, now it has a life of its own, it has a whole separate identity From the identity that you once had for it. When you posted this video. It meant this, that and the third. And that's it. But see someone else seen that video. They got a whole different idea from that. You get what I'm saying? That's an example of. That video has a life of its own. Or the song. Once you walk out that studio. You made this song. I don't know. You made this song about a breakup with your ex. It's directly about your ex. But see, someone might hear that song and think it's about quitting their job and going to a whole different job and starting a whole new career. And someone else might just hear that song as inspiration for them to create a love novel. And instead of about breaking up, it's about getting together with people. You know what I'm saying? Like now that song has a whole separate life of its own. Is no longer subject to your ideas and your opinions and what the fuck you believe to be right and wrong. No, now it's interacting with other people's morality. You understand what I'm saying? Your children, your, your children, <laughs> your children, your kids, your art and creations have lives of their own. The things that you think they mean, they will not always. They won't. They won't always mean that shit. The things that you want them to be, they won't always be that shit. They're going to start to form their own sense of self, their own identity, and you have no choice other than to be okay with that. You understand? Your children will have their own perspectives aka your creations will have their own perspectives even though you have even though you had your own perspective about this creation from the moment you created it all the way into the moment you put it out into the world right you had your own perspectives about it understand that that thing within itself is completely outside of your perception you understand like your children Your art, your creations, your music, your songs, your videos, I don't give a fuck what it is. All that exists outside of your perceptions. Like literally, think about it like this. Paint a picture. Put the paintbrush down. Now close your eyes. Just because you fucking close your eyes doesn't mean it's not existing anymore. That's what I'm trying to say. Your children exist outside of your little world that you have. Your thoughts and ideas and perceptions and beliefs. Your children live outside of that. And the moment you try so fucking hard to put them in a box of that perception, that's the moment you just did a fucking unjust service to them. That's the moment you just fucking stripped them their their ability to be themselves, their ability to be free. You just put them in a box. You just put your children in a box. Do you want to do that? I don't think you want to do that because that's the moment... Listen. You put your children in a box. One day they're gonna realize they're in a box. They're gonna, they're gonna wake up to that fact. And understand exactly why they're in that box. AKA they're gonna know that you put them there, and they're gonna have so much animosity towards you. They might even have enough animosity to look you in your face and tell you to your face, "Fuck you." And then you won't. You really won't like that shit. For example, I give you. Prime example, all right, I'll go into the world of video games. A lot of people probably won't know what I'm talking about, but a lot of people will know what I'm talking about. I'm going to go into video games, right? There's this thing that you can do in video games called modding. And modding allows you to pretty much add whatever element that wasn't already in the game into the game. For example, you might really like a very specific brand of shoes, And it might not exist in the game that you're playing, but you might want it to be in that game. So what do you do? You add mods to make it exist. You add little computer files to make it exist, whatever, right? You change the files of the game. Now, as a gamer, I can honestly say that modding is a very beneficial thing. Not only for us as gamers, but also for the people who make games. You know why? Because... My ability to change the game's code to do whatever the fuck I wanted to do, that's what's going to make me want to play this game in the first place. So now, not only am I enjoying myself and not being bored, but I'm also patronizing you, the creator, giving you my money and attention and time. Right? So it seems like modding is a win-win. You know, it's creativity being expressed for... You know, the players and there's more money going into the pockets of the creators. But see, the people of these companies, the actual game creators, they don't look at it that way for some reason. They think modding is is a form of destruction, destroying the original, you know, the original product defacing the product, defacing, you know, that's how they look at it, which is stupid. But the point is that they're trying so fucking hard to put their creations into a box. They're trying so hard to control it and say that, no, it can't do this and it can't do that and boom, boom, boom. Right? Well, this is my example right now. One of the most uh, notable game companies in the world is called rockstar games in fact you know who rockstar games is because chances are you know what grand theft auto is yeah that's who makes that game rockstar games and grand theft auto it doesn't even matter what grand theft auto it is it could be grand theft auto from 2005 or the most recent grand theft auto that was released in 2012 right all of these Grand Autos have a high replayability. A.K.A. the moment you beat the game, you can still go back and keep playing a game and still have fun. And a lot of that is thanks to mods. Mods allow us to keep playing these games over and over and over again. Which, of course, brings more money to Rockstar Games and it increases their value. But see, Rockstar Games decide that they would going to say actually no we're no longer allowing modders to mod our games and that you know they actually said this i want to say like 2015 ish around that time they banned the ability to mod on their uh their video games now what it what did that do that led to a huge backlash within the community so much of a backlash they had to slow down on their statements and actually say you know what fine if you want to mod go ahead and mod but we're going to put a few restrictions on the mods right so they got so much backlash they actually had to stop their little restrictions i mean granted they found a way to add restrictions on it but the point is they were going to take away mods altogether. Until eventually the fans were like, no, no, fuck you. You can't take away mine. This is what we do. This is what we love. And then they're like, okay, you know what? I won't take them away. But I'm going to put a few restrictions on them. Right? So that's that's a prime example of someone trying so fucking hard to put their creations into a box. That their creations end up turning around and saying, fuck you. Now in Rockstar Games, example The game itself didn't turn around and say, fuck you. Like, I guess Grand Theft Auto itself wasn't rebellious, right? But the people who were engaging with this creation, the players of Grand Theft Auto, were being very rebellious towards Rockstar Games, being very uh, showing their anger to Rockstar Games, very expressive. You know what I'm saying? In a bad way, though. Which is exactly what I'm saying. That's the type of energy you manifest. You you manifest opposers. You manifest oppositions and people to go against you. When you try so fucking hard to place limitations and boundaries on shit. That's the point that I'm making. So let your creations be. Just let them be. Let them live their own lives. While you focus on yours.